0: What an episode All I have to say is ouch Yeah, really I was getting all choked up on a plane full of people You guys don't even know
1: You just don't even know what's (laughs) happening right now
0: (laughs) They're dead, man Life and death, first life, then Casey was a Yeah, (laughs)
1: life and two deaths (laughs) Thanks for that Oh my gosh live fancast.
0: And now, your hosts, Mr. Redbeard
1: and Mick. Welcome to episode 37 of the we Live Fancast, where we cover every new release of the We're Live... Audio drama, I'm Mick, and I started off way louder than what I was expecting.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It sounded fun other than, (laughs) ha ha
1: (laughs) ha! Yeah. This is an episode to laugh about. Yes, we're going to try to have fun, as much fun as we can, because my goodness. Who are you? I'm Mr. Redbeard. You sure? I'm sure. Who are you? I'm Mick. Oh. Oh. How many walkers have you killed? Today?
2: (laughs) I don't know.
1: How many people have you killed? Today.
2: Why? It's
1: like we're jumping between Walking Dead and Dexter. Yes. (laughs) Oh, boy. Okay, so we're covering Chapter 44, Part 3, Life and Death. First life, then... Cookies. Mm. You think he said it like that? <laughs> mm. First life, then. Mm. Any guesses? Where are you going with that? You're yes. not gonna guess it. Mm. As many of you know, we did a little April Fool's joke last week. Yes, <laughs> and it, it was a little bit of fun, and everybody was really good sports about it for the most part. Sorry, cat. <laughs> yes. Um, And I just wanted to go through some of the feedback because you guys are so funny. Uh, Nerd is the Word, Tony Hines said, well played, guys, well played. (laughs) Funky Dung said, well done, gentlemen. Well done. (laughs) Adam said, uh, right away, I knew it was a joke, but the whole time I was like, this would be so amazing, why would you tease us? Anyways, good one. And how did you get Casey to even say that without flipping a table? (laughs) (laughs) And the only thing I could say to that is, after what we initially pitched them, and he rejected, this was much easier to sell. Oh, yes.
0: <laughs> and especially after seeing the reactions from it, yeah, that was not a good idea. Right. Oh, that would have been even worse. So, tiny... To, blah, blah, blah. Tony Hines says, though the musical
1: does seem like an even better idea now. Hint, hint. I thought that as we were recording with him, I was like, he's this sounds really good. Wompret said I hate April Fool's Day so much you guys had me (laughs) thanks Josh Uh, Doofus Monkey said son of a it took me two minutes to realize i had been suckered (laughs) (laughs) this next one was was fun but then got a little bit sad for me and that's Katie Lero she said I'm freaking out about this announcement guys hashtag excited and unfortunately, fortunately, that's before she realized it was a joke. And after that, you sounded like you were having a hard time with it. And for that, I really didn't want anybody to have a hard time. I was hoping it would be kind of fun for everybody. But if it, yeah, if it upset you, we're we sorry. Yes, very. Phil Ingler, the uh, sound editor for Live, said, "Let's do it." Yeah, what do you mean by that, Phil? I don't know if you listen to this. No, it, it, I, I know what this is about, and we may cut this part out. I said uh,
0: we need to interview him, and he said, "Let's do it." Oh, okay, okay,
1: cool. So, yeah, I'll, I'll... I thought he was saying, "Well, I can, I can splice some stuff together." <laughs> Josh Orinks says, "LOL, nice April Fool's joke." <laughs> Trial and Error says, Wow, guys, wow. Well played. Thank you, Trial and Error. <laughs>
0: Brendan Teske says,
1: Oh, you guys
0: suck. <laughs> Chris, JK West says, Guys, I love the April Fool's musical episode. Very well done. I bow to you oh. all.
1: <laughs> oh, again, though, thanks for everybody who made such good sports. And it was a... Uh, Honestly done with good intentions of just having fun and uh enjoying that day with so many funny pranks. Definitely. On so to... oh, yeah. Yeah, to continue our corrections. Yes. And spoiler warning, of course, we think we've already covered that, but anyways. Um talking about the Behemoth Doomsday, we had talked last week about you were sure it was the same one, referencing that they had said it was the same one. And I wasn't so sure because they didn't reference the tattoos. Uh, but we were live-tweeted, it is the same one as they saw at the hospital before. And I asked, does it have tattoos? Or, you know, were they just seeing seeing things? And he said, yes, possibly more than one. Hmm. Yes, that's pretty good. And then in, we talked about the Inklings being able to turn them, turn them. And Casey confirmed, yes, it was established in Boulder. That when you get it turned by an inkling, you can become similar to them. I think the wording there might be important if I'm not reading too much into it. But yeah, it's that, not that is just like them, but similar. That's interesting, and uh, I'm wondering if
0: uh, ink doesn't use them in that fashion because he doesn't have
1: as much control over the ones that they turn. Right. Or so I don't know. Some along those lines. Uh, Casey's uh, last. <laughs> So my correction clarification here is Michael isn't quote fat. He just has a lot of gear and he was in a bad spot that reminded of him that reminded him of when his arm broke. <laughs> I wrote back that I kinda heard Cartman in there. <laughs> I just big boom.
0: <laughs> oh my gosh, somebody on the forum posted a picture uh in reference to that and it was this really overweight army guy in Iraq.
1: Army strong. Oh, it was so bad. Is it the army strong picture? Yes. Yeah, I know which one that is. It's the Marine sitting there taking, a, getting a picture made with the army guy behind him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's strong and then there's army strong, he says. <laughs> That's messed up. We got the best army in the world. Yes, we do.
0: Any more corrections? That's it. That's it, man.
1: That's, that's it. Okay. That's all that he listed. I'm sure there was many more.
0: So how do you want to do the scene-by-scene scene coverage?
1: I was just going to fly through each scene and talk about each few notes and if we have anything else other than that, other than the high points of each scene. Okay. We could just uh, talk more about them then. Okay. Sound good? Sounds good. All right. So we're just going to kind of... There's so many scenes in this show. This time, we're just going to kind of go through, uh, go to each scene, talk about the high points of that scene, and just move through them, try to get through this, what was a long and pretty difficult episode of points. We started out at the arena, of course, and it's Michael, Victor, and Datu here. Mm -hmm. And uh, my first note was, you know, we talked a lot last week about whether or not the zombies that whether or not the mothers were mothers already or if they were impregnated by ink somehow. Mm-hmm. And they didn't... They kind of just glazed over this. They very briefly talked about it, but there was no real... They didn't come to any conclusion on their, on their own, the characters, that is. So yeah. no, no help there.
0: Uh, I, They did briefly discuss the timeline, which I thought was interesting. And because of how quickly they grew in size... Victor made the point that they might get old fast, too. Yeah, that's
1: what, that was my next point, and I'd love to hear that, and you could further go along, get old fast, and die. You know, I mean, be gone. So that's something to think about, I think. Oh, yeah. really interesting. I, I thought it was interesting that they rehashed that
0: ink is started again, and that Victor, you know, Victor put his emphasis on is he
1: creating more or something new, right? So, yeah, and uh, I think I don't know if you believe or think. I think it's these new behemoth little one, some, something the 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 bigger ones are seeing lately. Like a hybrid, yeah. Hmm. Uh, it's a good possibility.
0: Yeah, it is. I I think. It would be wise not to create more behemoths, though, because they're not as they're not as easy
1: to sustain, and he also can't control them. Right. So there's yeah, that makes a lot of sense that they would he wouldn't do that do that. So that's all the notes I had on that scene so far. Same here. That's all. Okay. Sure, we missed something, but <laughs> then next, uh, the parking deck with Kelly and Sol. Thought it was neat to have the car alarm. I kind of briefly thought, I wonder if the car alarm would still work. But I'm sure it's very possible. that They're not that far into the apocalypse. Hmm. I'm sure. No, it's possible. But uh, what's it been? Was it 11, 12 months almost? Right, somewhere in there. My first note really was you could hear the baby crying. I thought that was cool to to hear that. And I began to wonder what that was. And did you catch the name in the credits? Yes, I did. <laughs> that was so cute. Uh, DJ Wayland, well, c- congrats on landing that amazing role. <laughs> <That's so> cool. <laughs> cool. Maybe we can interview him. Well, or you her. could almost you could
0: almost do that because uh, Casey posted out in the forums that, that uh, DJ is now two years old. Oh wow! That's how, that's how far back the planning for this episode went.
1: Yeah, it would have to be because I, I thought when I heard that I was like, that sounds like a, really a newborn. Yeah, I was wondering how he captured that. Or if it it was stock. But no, I'm glad that he actually got to record it himself. And especially with family, that's special. And a little nepotism here and there, I guess, won't hurt too bad. but. (laughs) (laughs) That's fun.
0: (laughs) Before we get too far into that, uh, I wanted to note that, you know, there's something distracted the behemoth.
1: Yeah. And...
0: You know, here in just a little bit, because I, I I think it's important to note here. Here in a little bit, he uh, they hear the zombies outside. So did something call the zombie? You know, the the behemoth back downstairs? Because there's someone squirrel. there to control. It's zombie squirrel.
1: <laughs> no, yeah, I've I actually didn't think about that. I was I just thought, hmm, I wonder. Uh, that's weird. Maybe maybe Saul lost him. but. Yeah, that makes more sense that something happened like that. Or maybe he. this is one of those new hybrids that can be controlled. Maybe. I don't, well, know. I don't know if we've seen this before. Or he's one of the one. few that vetted out of the
0: first trials. Because, you know, he locked most of them up, but not all of them were locked up. Because they've had them out and about attacking, Uh, well, the first tower and
1: the colony. Well, he does have tattoos, too. So that makes him different from that. That's true. Any of these other ones, but there are so many different ones in the jail. I mean, who knows? It might not be anything. But yeah, that's one. The one thing. Uh, just building off of what you're saying that, that he could have been called back. Maybe this is one of those hybrids. That's that's a good point. Yeah.
0: So back going back to where we heard the baby crying, Kelly said, "Just breathe, Dad. Just breathe." <laughs>
1: I thought that was cute. Yeah, that was good. It's a nice, nice touching moment of happiness. What's so hard about that? Stop. Anyways, so Tanya mentions lots of blood, or somebody mentions a lot of blood. I think it was Kelly. Yeah, that's when I began to kind of start to get a little bit scared. I was like, this isn't good. <laughs> They're mentioning a lot of blood. They, But hopefully <laughs> everything will be okay.
0: And specifically, the umbilical cord has been cut, but the placenta is still in there. It
1: hadn't come out yet. Yeah. Very tense. Yeah, it starts to get really tense, and the tension just continues continues to build through the whole rest of the episode. Yeah, they even had the scene where Saul started to get distracted by the baby, but then he, like, shook it off and started running. Yeah, that was really well done, too. I liked that. I, I loved it. Um... Lizzie also wanted the gun because they were trying to, they had to start moving towards the van. Yeah, that was awesome. (laughs) She wanted the gun. I just, I like that a lot. That's all I had for that scene. Until, of course, we know that the end of the scene is Saul saying we need to get to higher ground. Right, and with Tanya saying,
0: Yeah, Tanya saying that there's no way out from up there. And for my analysis of this, that little part was like, this is is like true horror fashion. Run to the place you can't escape. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) Going upstairs. And now for Mick's most favorite scene to date.
1: (laughs) Yes, pegs on her white horse coming to save the day. (laughs) (laughs) God. Actually, no. I pictured I pictured her with like you know, uh, the headset not fitting properly and just <laughs> not really sure what she's doing, like a kid. Right. Yeah. <laughs> That's what she sounded like. That's what she sounded like. But of course, she was rattled. I mean, she was flying in these really this really bad weather. It sounded like a thunderstorm. Uh, yeah. I I don't know.
0: There's something about a helicopter. They're fun to fly in and everything, but they're. They're so finicky.
1: Yeah, I've talked to enough helicopter pilots to be scared of riding on a helicopter. (laughs)
0: Yeah. (laughs) I mean, transmission goes out, you got one place to go, and that is down. Right. (laughs) (laughs) So, they've been calling on the radio with no answer, the police radio, more specifically. And they make a call on the military radio and talk to Hope at the colony. And I kind of forgot about the military radios. I guess they're Singars, Right. And uh, they mentioned that Tanya had left a message. And I guess this was with the old relay system, the, using some of the existing telephone lines. And so, I don't know. I thought that was interesting. But they're, they're not able to establish two-way communication due to this, the relay problems, because of... Uh, oh, man... My mind just my mind just went blank. Who's the old man? Uh Glenn. Glenn, because Glenn's no longer there. Yeah.
1: Well, um I thought it was neat and I also began to wonder, where's Hope? Shoot. <laughs> well, yeah, okay. I assume she's at the cal- the colony. Well you got your answer. But who's with her? Oh, well, I don't know. I don't know who's with her. She's manning the radio. Yeah, it's good stuff. I'm ready to move on to the hospital again as they're moving up trying to trying to get find a spot or whatever and then Tanya mentions again we get some more foreshadowing that this the description that it's more serious than just the pain because I think Saul was trying to say she so needed to you know give her some medicine mm-hmm. she's like it's not just the pain that we're
0: dealing with here yes it's uh, that's something that can't be fixed without surgery
1: which we'll find out here in a minute right and CJ luckily they get Word from CJ, you know, get to the roof. So, okay, good. Now we have some hope. The group knows that there's a possible way out of here. It's not the death trap at the top of the hospital they were possibly going to be moving towards. (laughs) Whenever the big one's back, Saul says. I think. Somebody said it. I don't have the quotation here. Well, I can't remember who pointed it out on the forums
0: at the moment. I don't know if I really made a note of it, but it was pointed out on the forums. Mm that there was a scene back in the day with angel and they're uh holding off the zombies that had been coming in from the first floor up through the stairwell yeah and angel was shooting down at the zombies and as he was doing it he yelled stay down there while shooting and saul had the same line in this episode stay down there okay
1: he's he's, like talking crap like Yeah, yeah. Die, die, die. (laughs) Okay. Uh, That's all I got for that one. Me too. So we're back at the arena. Yes. Do we have to... Can we just end it here? (laughs) Yes. seriously. (sighs) My only note is we have a neat little arena description that sets up the scene real well of just... It's busted up, and the moon is shining through and patches and there's rain coming in through other patches and the, i guess what would be the ice floor is mm-hmm. uh all blood splotchy and just devastation all in there as they try to head toward this exit but
0: there's one large open area going through the middle of it so kind of setting them up like clay pigeons you know
1: right <laughs> The uh, <laughs> Bambi in the nice little valley. Bambi's mother. Yes, going down to the meadow. Yes. <laughs> Michael at one point said, are you okay
0: to Datu? Yeah. And Datu but, said, yeah, it's something else.
1: That That's what he said? Datu said?
0: Yeah, so I, I didn't know. Uh, whatever feeling he was having, it was different than he had had before, is what it sounded like to me.
1: I didn't know if it was that or if he was just being affected by uh, being where Samantha died. Uh, that very well could be. So I thought he was sad. It is mentioned here in a minute. Yeah, he goes on. He continues about it in the next scene. So back at the hospital, um, this is kind of a action-packed and amazing scene that would be great to see in live action or cartoon of whatever. You can hear, I mean, it starts out, you can hear the big one walking in the background. And Lizzie's sounding weak. Wait, wait, what are you talking about? The hospital. Oh, wait, 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 back up, back up, back up. Are you still in the arena? Yeah.
0: Okay. Sorry, I was.
1: you got quiet, so I...
0: Uh, I was waiting for you to say something more about the arena, but... No, that's all I uh, had. It's all good. There were more markings on the floor of the arena, which sent Datsu into more pain. And... Before they could do anything or really come to his aid, he stops them and says, let's just get across. I was so hoping we would find out another meaning for a, a symbol before, you know, the inevitable.
1: Yes. And that is all I have.
2: Okay, yeah.
1: <laughs> so back at Kane Hospital, we can hear the big one walking in the background. Lizzie's sounding weak as, uh, they get into the Pelican. Pegs landed safely somehow. I was trying to picture how, how that would work. And then you got this big behemoth coming after the helicopter. Doomsday, as we have been calling them. <laughs> uh, and, and for Left 4 Dead fans out there, if you played Left 4 Dead 1, think and remember the very end of the very first place when you're trying to escape and you're at the top of the hospital and you're actually getting into a helicopter and there's a tank zombie, which is basically a behemoth trying to kill you as you make it onto there that was really uh reminded me of that And i I know casey doesn't do a lot of other zombie media but i'm wondering if he did play that years ago that would be just a neat little nod that would be it was this is an incredible scene yeah except when you made it to the helicopter in this game even if the tank was in there with you which is the name of the uh big zombie that was really strong even if the tank was in there with you, you were safe. It was like you know you've completed that entire mission. <laughs> it was just funny. It would just end. Um,
0: what, but some people are calling some people are calling this one Treehemoth, the Behemoth. Thing. I
1: saw that because <laughs> uh, Tony had mentioned that somebody, some people were calling it Doomsday in the forum. So I went and searched, and I was like, really? And all I could find was uh, he called it Tree Tree-Hemoth, A.K.A. Doomsday. <laughs> 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 that was so funny. I like, I don't know, Tree it sounds a lot more clever. It's really yes,
0: good. That, that's pretty good. I like both of them. Because I remember the Superman dying comic and seeing Doomsday. That, that's a perfect image of this thing. <laughs> I mean, this one's a little bit more rough around the edges, but still. Right. So this thing busted through the doorway Leading to the roof of the hospital
1: and grabbed the helicopter by the tail. So much so that you his fingers were visible in the floor of the helicopter where they were standing. That is some scary, scary stuff. Yes, and they had plenty of time for him to just be hanging there. I'm glad he didn't take a few swipes at it with the other arm.
0: And then CJ yelling I mean, Constance Parn did an incredible job here. She was yelling yell and shoot it <laughs> with the mini and Saul replies with a minigun? I can't. It's right behind him. <laughs> right? So, you know, it's impossible to spin the turret around that en- enough to to be able to shoot it.
1: Yes. Um my only thing I have are the not the only thing, but the next thing I have is the the part about Saul stabbing the behemoth with the syringe that he got from Tanya. Into the tank's finger, which was showing into the helicopter. <laughs> oh, I thought the I talking. thought
0: uh, I thought Kelly did, because she was the one that was back there, close to it, and had the pistol or whatever small arm she had oh, to shoot Kelly? it with.
1: Oh, did Kelly stab it? I'm pretty sure she did. Okay. Uh, well, either way, I was just thinking this is, sounds like a new weapon. Uh, zombie trank. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, and if it's effective on behemoths or even new little one hybrid behemoths, that's going to be something to keep around. And so at this point, we jump over to CJ's journal, and she
0: says, just as a cloud of red appeared on the ground behind us, and, and so the behemoth fell off the building and died. He's done. Right. And so Saul asks, what was in that? <laughs> <laughs>
1: And it was a strong muscle relaxant. Yeah, it was. And I guess we don't have to worry about that guy anymore. No. (laughs) Too bad we didn't get a mention of, like, if it was a number tattoo or whatever. That was on him.
0: Yeah, I was kind of hoping for it. Maybe we'll go back there later. Very possible. You know, Michael likes to take those chances, so. We don't want to go back to Kane Hospital anymore. no. (laughs) <laughs> so, Tanya asks for privacy because she's going to try to pull out the afterbirth. And this is where the dialogue starts happening with uh, Pegs and CJ asking where they're going. Did you catch anything interesting here?
1: Uh, Well, besides Tanya the telling people to look out the window so they can have some privacy, uh, Pegs, the hesitancy, there was a little bit of hesitancy for CJ after she mentioned they're going to the colony, and I—I I didn't really write it down here, but I do remember thinking, wondering if she was, because she had mentioned no, We can't go to Dunbar; that's too risky. We need to go back to the colony. So I begin to think about, well, you know, Saul—they don't want her back at the colony. I don't know. I guess he's just gonna be. Maybe are you thinking she's concerned about?
0: No, I think we're out. Of, uh, I think we're in the dark on what's happened since. We've been at the Kane Hospital in the arena. I think something else has gone down because CJ's specific words were, "It's too risky for Dunbar. They'll see us land. Don't risk it."
1: Yeah, nice catch. Okay, are they are they zombies? That's that what... she's worried about seeing them, or is it the Maulers? <clears throat> you know, whenever she said that, I my I don't know. I I thought the same thing. Is it is it them or them? But I never, I didn't make a mental note of it. Anything other than that, It's a good so, catch.
0: And I mean, for the most part, Dunbar is kind of still a secret place, so I'm glad they're not taking unnecessary risks.
1: Yeah, that's a, that's a really good point. But so I don't wonder if Scratch has been there. Hopefully, we didn't we didn't miss Scratch's a uh,
0: reveal. Well, I was wondering if uh, this was a separate trip in the helicopter and they were having to escort some of the convoys because Scratch and whoever the other guy was, I can't think of it. other one, Tardest, yes. Had already attacked some of the other, you know, smaller convoys leaving off to alternate locations.
1: Very possible. And nice that was a nice uh, add-in there. Yeah. So Tanya asked uh, CJ to hold the baby. <laughs> and she says, "Um, him." Saul says, "His name is Nicholas. Very nice." And it wasn't. Isn't this the name that Lizzie wanted all along? And yeah, Saul wasn't so sure about it. Okay, thanks for that. So well, that that was a cool. sweet little name. So this, it was like that was the second heartstring being plucked. Yep, this twine with our emotions. <laughs> I'm, I if I sound bitter, it's only because I am.
0: So it was at, uh, it, somebody asked, uh, "Where is everyone?" And CJ says that the relays are down. She couldn't get hold of Michael or Bert. We were. Uh, they, she says they were on their way back from dropping off another colony team when Hope called on the military radio, and so they are giving Hope props.
1: Yeah, that was really good. Good to see her uh, being used in more of a in more than just. A whiny, angsty teenager role. Yeah. Now, did it seem
0: kind of, I don't know, in regards to Michael? C.J. said, "Sure, he's fine. He went to put out some spotters, just out of. He's probably just out of
1: range." And I don't know. It just seemed kind of like a a really moment <laughs> in the fog of of all the tension and things going on. I totally didn't even catch that. At this point, I was just kind of just blown yeah. over by all the stuff that was happening and I, trying to process it that i missed that completely it it, it regardless it, if it was that it wasn't
0: like ultra clear so it, that may not be the case it they may have just been passing details and it, it could have meant nothing but mm-hmm. i was just curious because so i i know there's already some tension for what michael's doing right that's all I got on that section.
1: I liked the end when uh, when when Kelly realized that Hope probably saved their lives. She said, I think I will give her a really nice birthday present this year. And Tanya was like, it was last month. Yeah, <laughs> Kelly said, well, next year. She said
0: it with a tone, too, that was great. She did. She should pay more attention.
1: <laughs> right. It's also like, you could just give it to her now. It's just last month.
2: Yeah. Kelly's
1: yeah. like, no, I'll wait till next year. <laughs> way, <laughs> way to put out that 100%. Right. <laughs> She's like, oh, we might not be here next year, so I'll just say it. All right. Back at the arena. Do we have to?
0: No, that's it. That's all done, uh,
1: for two weeks. See you guys. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Come back when we get the big correction. Oh, man. That it was a dream sequence. Those last two scenes. Yeah. This didn't really happen. <laughs> Saul woke up. He really was dreaming.
0: <sighs> I keep okay. trying to make it lighthearted, but it's just, it's its not working. It's so hard.
1: Yeah. So we get the very last. Uh, Dot 2, are you sure? Or Dot 2, are you okay here? <laughs> To which he replies, "Keep going." Yep, yep. Uh, there was a question. Um, somebody asked, "What purpose did this place have?" And Datu says, "What if it didn't serve a purpose?" Right. I think is what he was trying to say. Because that—that's verbatim. What purpose did this place have? Was what was the question at least? And what if it didn't? Was what I captured as what he said. in response to that, hmm, I can't remember. I don't remember that those specific words. It was right before he he breaks down and said, "This is where she," you know, realizing he was where Samantha died. Hmm, I don't know. I have to go back and listen to it. Oh, real quick, uh, I forgot to mention anything about this earlier. Uh, there was kind of a a definitive answer to the piles of bodies.
0: Yes, I had a note of that, and I. Totally skipped over skipped it. it.
1: Yeah, I didn't even make a note, but I just remembered just now, because I, I thought that maybe that was blocking off areas. But you had said maybe they were using it to feed these little ones. Well, is that what you got out of it? Was it, that that yes. was the correct answer?
0: Yes. Yeah, that's good. Feeding the babies. Feeding those little babies. Do you think ink chewed it up first and then spit it to their oh. mouth? <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, what else would you do? Of course, that's how that's how you raise a zombie baby. <laughs> that's how you create that eternal bond
2: <laughs>
1: yeah there's he has tattoos and then he has imprints imprints Oof. like a mother so bad
0: <laughs> so right after Datu makes his comment about keep going they hear a noise and it sounds like a pipe drop or a pipe dropping and so I'm wondering if something else is in the room or if this is just debris falling because this place is in tatters
2: yeah Mm.
0: did you make a note of the
1: the human scratches in the floor from being dragged I did not make a note of that but yeah that woof was pretty gruesome and They must be lit up pretty well in there if they can catch that or there's a lot of scratches like that uh, that would hurt so bad
2: <laughs> oh, yeah,
0: yes oh my gosh that is the worst scene in every horror movie out yes. there and I'm like there's no way
1: you wouldn't Sp- do that
0: Especially when they show the nail getting broken off. Oh, so close!
1: That must be something from Saw. Oh, no, I've not seen that.
0: it was in. uh It was for sure in Sixth Sense.
1: Uh, no, no, It wasn't. Now, what's the Kevin Bacon movie? Uh, Stir of Echoes. Stir of Echoes. It was in there. I didn't like that near as much. It was though, interesting. so the trailers made it look really good. It was. It was messed up. I had that
0: degree going for it. I don't it. remember it. All
1: I can remember is plastic lining somewhere. Kind of like Dexter, but I don't remember what it was, where it was.
0: This is where... Okay, so back to the arena. Scratches on the floor. Yeah, we're, we're stalling. Datu stopped and said, this is where... And then he was talking about Samantha.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So this is where you you heard what you did? What was the comment no, it again? No, was before that. What purpose did this place have? Datu said, what if it didn't? And then my next note is Datu breaks down. This is where she. Dot, dot, dot. Yeah, that's messed up. Having to relive that. Mm hmm. Then my next note, if I must take us further along this path, his eyes started to cloud as he was looking at Michael. Yep. Yeah. At first he
0: says, wait. And after they mention the eyes clouding, Datu says, it's time.
1: Do it. Mm-hmm. And you hear Datu praying. And then he says, "I'm ready." Yeah, I could hear him like mumbling or whatever. I didn't stop to really listen at all, but yeah, I didn't. I kind of got the idea he was doing that, but I didn't know for sure because it seemed like uh, I, I like the wording when his eyes started the cloud. His, he was looking at Michael, and then Michael mentions that he wasn't looking at him anymore. He was just looking in a in just a direction. Off. Yeah. yeah, and I began to think that maybe he was, you know, losing his control or whatever.
0: And as Michael injected Datu, he said, "Thank you for everything." Mhm. And Datu said, "I can feel it. It doesn't hurt
1: anymore." Yeah. Uh you want to take that last one? Yeah. Thank you for everything. Thank you for being a friend. And then you can pl- you can lay in the Golden Girls theme right here.
2: <laughs> Thank you for being for being.
1: <laughs> no. Oh, Michael says, it won't ever hurt again. And I liked the little addition of the heart beating in the background.
0: It was. It was really
1: good. Mm-hmm. I went back up. and listened to it to see if it was hidden in the Lizzie scene as well. Just to see if it was like, you know, putting it in both of them. But, uh, it was just in this one. Oh, man. But, uh, Datu, then he, he finishes it saying, she's here, Michael, Samantha. And so that was neat. Whether that was hallucination or afterlife or whatever, it was still a really neat uh, way to end his story. Uh, I'm, I'm assuming that's,
0: you know, afterlife references.
1: Yeah, yeah. I think so, too, for this story. But who knows what he's got going here. So dang it. Yeah, and I was wondering, for some reason... It, maybe it was a pipe drop that made me note this, because I didn't I don't actually note the pipe dropping, but whenever it seemed like somebody else was there, uh, I began to wonder, is Randy going to show up, and is he watching? You know, I started thinking about that, too. Yeah. And I
0: I, I was just wondering, you know, if he's going to confront Michael later on, because he's supposedly an intelligence one. Mm-hmm. I think
2: and he, he he's, able,
0: he's able to con- show constraint. And if his sole purpose in life right now is to torture Michael, this would be an opportunity. I mean, his mission would be over.
1: Right. He'd have to find a new purpose. Like Casper, the friendly ghost or whatever that movie was, where the ghosts have unfinished business. Well, (laughs) He just helped. He helped Randy. Now, Randy, go towards the light. Randy. Randy.
2: (laughs) Coral.
1: That doesn't fit there. I
2: have exercised the demons.
1: (laughs) Oh boy. We did fifteen push ups. Caroline exercise. (laughs) Yes. So Uh, back to the helicopter. Yes.
2: Oh. oh, oh. Whoa, whoa, Uh, whoa. Michael was
1: able to do it, no problem. No hesitation. Yeah, I think he's learned. So that's important. We talked about that for a while.
0: Uh, I, I'm, assuming, back. I'm assuming he's going to have to confront Randy at some point. He's going to have to kill him. Just to finish off that
1: that one storyline. Right. Yeah. That would make a lot of sense. I think you're right there. So now on to the helicopter. Mm, helicopter. Yep. And then they... Made it back to the colony, and everything was great, and they found a cure. Yes, that's what happened. That, unfortunately, that's not what happened.
0: Well, um, we started off with Tanya saying, no, no, no. <laughs>
1: <laughs> As Lizzie's in the bathtub sliding out of the side door. No, 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 no. People that's are going to hate us for this episode. It's terrible. so awkward. We're trying to... We're...
0: we're Failing. So, so bad. Socially awkward penguins here.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, Lizzie's calling This is a for tough call? and violent scene. And it's kind of funny since there's no zombies or enemies in the helicopter. Nope. But it's very violent. Lizzie's turning blue. Oh my gosh. She's getting cold.
0: Pegs is hearing some of the commotion, but it's told to keep flying.
1: Yeah yeah we don't need her in <laughs> getting up and walking back there. Lizzie says you can run around and i I think
0: I think she she was talking to Nicholas at this point. I don't think she was given Saul permission to go hook up.
1: <laughs> I didn't even catch that line anywhere. <laughs> Saul says her pulse is weak.
0: Starts yelling at her to stay here. Then he yells for his mama. And this is where it got me. When he yelled for his mama, I lost
1: it. Mm. I'll be honest. I was choked up. Yeah, it was tough. Um, Well, I guess it was. Oh, yeah. So Lizzie and him have that final conversation where she says he's beautiful. And
3: he kind of settles down
1: for just a moment. And at that moment, you can hear her final breath. Before he yep. starts the uh, violent chest compressions, yeah, he didn't want to give up. This is a gut wrenching scene,
0: man. Mm-hmm. And Saul yelling, "Why aren't you helping me?" Talking about, I
1: can't do this without her. Yeah, that was tough. I, I began to think about you know myself, and if I had to be in that situation, or would just just with not even thinking about kids, you know, in that tough situation being without her. Or then if you have children, like he has now, that's even I'd, even worse to even think about how to care for them without her.
0: I'd like to think that I would be
1: strong, but I'd probably lose it. Yeah, it'd be, it would definitely be tough. I also like uh, the lack of... um, I shouldn't say lack, but I, I like how they they didn't go to journals or have any kind of exposition at all. They just kind of allowed us to experience this as it happened through acting and sound effects and it was really kind of powerful and there's been other times where I've been lost at you know in the action of what's happening but not not in this one and and for a second there i i asked myself almost audibly are you about to cry <laughs> i got very close um probably the closest ever in this show to actually like tearing up it was really good uh, i did tear up yeah, it was good. It was very well done. So all I got to say is so be. Yeah. Two
0: people dead in one episode? Really? Really?
1: <laughs> <sighs> yep, yeah, there goes two of my predictions for living. So, oh, I was wondering how they got the
0: the recording of the of DJ crying. Yeah? And and I know in some some old stuff they've done not not are live, but in audio recording in general, there there's people like it's gone on record saying they used to pinch the babies oh, in no. order to get them to cry. Oh <laughs> I was no! Like, I thought about it during this. I know that's not the case here. There's no way. <laughs> but
1: uh-huh. I was like, oh no.
0: <laughs> but uh, yeah, this is a okay. This is the what Casey put in the forums. It's coming later this week. I'll give some more behind the the scene's insight as to what went into this episode, which had been planned for a very long time, just to give a hint as to how long DJ, who we recorded very early, is coming up on two years old in August.
1: (laughs) So, I wonder if he's going to say dad-dad before the end of the series. (laughs) I hope so. Yeah, and not looking at a picture. (laughs)
2: mm (laughs) mm 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 mm
1: well, and there goes, I mean, I'm trying to think. Yeah, there goes the love story of the entire show. I mean, other than Michael and Peggs, but Michael and Peggs have been like a very off, off and on again, not very much fun. These guys have just been head and shoulders, or head over heels in love with each other, which has been fun to listen to. And then he had to, you know, go after her and find her and all that. So that was really a nice and bright spot to have, and that's gone. maybe the brightest spot in the whole series, really
2: Oof.
0: so I don't have any favorite lines,
1: and i, I yeah, I'm not doing that one this week <laughs> I had a bunch uh like I'll go ahead and do the side ones. This is a dream this can't be real, and I can't do this do this without her. Uh, and she's here Michael, Samantha, for Datu dying a happy death like he wanted not a uh, tortured existence like he was scared of those were all really good and then for the funny one to end on a good note of course, like I mentioned earlier Kelly said she's going to have to give Hope a nice birthday present next no this year but her birthday was last month Tanya said Kelly says, uh, I could give her one now but I'll give her one next year. A nice one next year. (laughs) I'll just say that Nate G's did a freaking awesome job. He did, he did. And when, uh, when Jim Gleason mentioned in the interview that his favorite scene hadn't come yet, and they've already recorded it, I'm thinking this is probably it. And I thought when he said that, even though I thought Datu was going to live, I was like, well, if Datu's going to die, then that's probably the one he's co- that's coming up he's talking about. I still can't believe they did that. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess we could still have the possibility of an immunity through Saul and Tanya. Yeah. And so that, that I guess that also takes away the you could be immune if you're not from the L.A. area question, which was a, a neat thought guess it didn't pay off. Hmm. And so, ratings. Um, since I'm the only one doing ratings anymore, <laughs> let me see. Definitely five. He says definitely a five. Uh, I went with four, seven, five. Get out of here. You're fired. You're fired. <laughs> Step into my office.
0: <laughs> um, so yeah. much detail. What is that because your feelings are hurt?
1: No. (laughs) I had some really good reasons. I didn't didn't write them down and they escaped me.
0: I mean, Peg's got to be the hero and everything. I I figured this would have been like a six.
1: (laughs) Peg's got to be the hero. Kind of. That might have brought it down a little. I don't know. It's not (laughs) believable.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, there's more. There's more. Just wait until the forum
1: feedback. Oh great! I bet, and I—I I was even agreeing with you that that was kind of funny. But uh, let's see. <laughs> mm, I don't know. Like I said, it's hard to compare to the other one. This—this this was really, 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 really good. Four seven five is my oh. second highest rating since I stopped, or since the the official five. Yeah. Oh, okay, time to have some fun. Let's see. Ready for the question of the week? I don't have any news. You don't have any news, no sir. Let's go to the question of
0: the week. Well, you know what? There's some interesting stuff in the in the forums mm-hmm. that I think would be better before we get into funny because it ties right into the episode. Okay, yeah. So, see, uh, Storm posted. I'll say uh, I'll say this now: it's all a dream. Michael wakes up and realizes he's late for the test. Since Casey's put a little bit of himself in each character, and Soul's ending this chapter with it's just a dream. Wake up. Seems like a logical conclusion, and I'll just that I'll cut it off right there. But because um, Casey replied to this saying it's not a dream, that would that wouldn't be good storytelling. <laughs> so squashed. We know that's not one of the endings. Yeah, he said that a bunch of times. Just, just put it out there again it's because it's gonna be a dream. We didn't think we'd have <laughs> zombie babies at all, and yep. Liam put, okay, what do we have? Miklas, a powerful name according to Wikipedia. The name for the victory of the people. Interesting choice. The chopper still has a minigun. That's a plus. The zombie zombies went to Kane Hospital. Why? Did they have something as a uh, scout or a lookout checking for, acti- for any activity? Which kind of goes into what we talked about earlier is why did the behemoth go... You know, stop following uh, Saul and Kelly. Right. Um, considering the trouble Lizzie, Kelly, and Tanya, and Saul, and Nicholas were in, they were pretty quick getting up to all the stairs with a horde of zombies at their tails. I wonder what made the zombies so slow. We know that... We know them performing much better in hunting prey. I don't know. Interesting little story. But, I mean, I think they're having to compete with the behemoths going up a narrow stairwell. I don't know. Yeah, there, there's there's elbow room. <laughs> the chopper is damaged. Like Jeffrey
1: Dahmer's and... refrigerator.
2: <laughs> oh no! <laughs>
1: <laughs> that may not be family friendly. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: no, surely nobody, no
1: one, surely no kids know who Jeffrey Dummer is.
2: No,
0: that that's fine. <laughs> they would leave with that one in there. <laughs> he says uh, the chopper is damaged and no R two two available to fix it. Luckily, it keeps flying for now. CJ is lucky. Now Miss Captain has has a new chance to get Saul back. Oof <laughs> with the chopper flying back to the colony, Pegs and Scratch will have their mortal combat reloaded. Now again that was Liam. That's a little abbreviated too, I didn't copy everything. <laughs> Witch Doctor wrote Pegs kept the day from being a total disaster. Everyone remember that. ha. <laughs> To which Janet replied, "Which Doctor, I've got to say, this is the one time I actually wanted to dislike one of your posts. It's true, but I don't like it. <laughs> Undead Sweeper also replied to this and said, "Uh, no, it was CJ since she was the one that got the message out. And if she wasn't with Pegs at the time, Pegs may have never known about the hospital.
1: Right. And then CJ would have... Got in the helicopter and immediately crashed it in the ground, family guy style.
0: There was some talk on the forums about Saul basically hooking up with CJ in the long run and CJ getting to play Mommy to Nicholas. I don't know if that would ever happen. I don't see that happening at all. I'm sure sure Casey could tell the story in such a way that it makes it seem like a logical conclusion,
1: but Mm -hmm. right now I don't even want to think about that. Yeah, I don't want to either, but there was something there. I mean, there's a little chemistry there. Yeah. It's a good possibility, just, just not the good moment to talk about it right now. Yeah. Now, there were some
0: pretty funny comments about feeding the baby. <laughs> and, you know, oh, it was no, mentioned. I forgot about that. Formula and it was mentioned that you could have a a wet nurse by inducing lactation with with the other women um didn't Someone mentioned dog, you know the the goat, <laughs> and was wondering if it was male or female so they could feed feed the baby. And uh, that was Janet that mentioned dog, which That's is so hilarious. Cool. I think Bert would have issues with that.
1: No, I think I was picturing Bert holding the uh the goat upside down, with the baby laying there, <laughs> yeah, like he's comforting the goat, <laughs> right. It'll be okay. Or simulating himself feeding oh, the baby, but it's no. the goat. <laughs> That's our humor. Oh, for and... myself at least.
0: <laughs> Gen X says milk from Mrs. Magoo. I-, I have to say, if that turns out to be the case, you you totally nailed it, Maguorns. Yep. Nice. With that picture you sent me, right? <laughs> <laughs> Uh I and if this is in any of the stuff that you got in your uh in the social feedback, please stop me. But Tony Hines says, uh three things that made me cry during tonight's episode Datu's death, Lizzie's death, and join us again in two weeks for the next chapter of We're <laughs> alive.
1: <laughs> yes. I'm Telling you. So
0: and the final thing I got from the forums is uh Witch Doctor says, Oh no, Riley She's going to take it really hard. And she's already messed up with Angel.
1: Mm-hmm. I mean, what's this going to do to her rage factor? Maybe she'll come back and stop her silly little chasing around with crazy Bert.
0: Could do that. No. Have respect for the new life that's in in,
1: in play right now. Right. And, that's you know, run more colony-sanctioned intelligence runs. Recons, yeah. at least. I think this should be a wake-up call to all
0: of them. That, that you need to be more rational, Michael. <laughs> and CJ. It's Tanya's you. fault. It's Tanya's
2: fault?
1: Yeah, they should have just had the baby at Dunbar. <laughs> I guess you can see it that way. I I think she was thinking that
0: she would be able to use more of the instruments there to actually... Uh, you know, be able... To, okay, okay, so what the hell happened... I know what she was
1: thinking. It was a possible possibility for a C-section. Which right. You, you have to go, you know, you would need someplace more than Dunbar. But had they stayed, she would have lived.
0: It's a good possibility, yeah. But if the, you know, if the she wouldn't have had the stress, it may not have induced labor. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know why they didn't just run and get the... Extra supplies they needed from the hospital and run it back to Dunbar, but it seems like a lot less risky for that. Hmm. And we we didn't really talk about it in the in the episode, but at the near the very end, what was actually going on there is that the uh, placenta didn't detach all the way. It like I guess it tore, mm-hmm. and so the body could never start its proper clotting procedure. You know the the clotting. And so it kind of left a pathway open, which was a bad situation. That's what it sounded like to me. I don't know. It could be could be wrong.
1: Yeah. Sounded like natural childbirth followed by not even getting to sit there for more than a minute before you had to get up and start running around, which could not be good. Yeah. Okay. All
2: right.
0: You Tough ready to... Stuff. Get into some more lighthearted yeah, stuff. Yeah,
1: lighten it up a minute before we go back into the uh, the, the feedback where we have the sad stuff again. But uh, the question of the week was, would you rather get the We're Alive TV show We All Want, but the audio drama within now, you'd have to wait you know, for the show to air like four seasons to get the conclusion and the final answers that we're looking for. Which was that was number one or number two? Just finished the audio drama the way it is with no visual medium ever. And uh, the premise I was asking this question with, and I should have kind of made it more clear, was that hypothetically, because I've and I've been thinking about this in the past few weeks. Because if it would be picked up like a show, or picked up by a show, it could go something like this. The premise is uh, for this question is hypothetically, and nobody knew this had answered it. So just, but this is what I what I've been thinking. Uh, hypothetically, Casey's approached by HBO or a, another big name network to do this series, and they'll give him the deal contingent that he must not finish the audio drama until after the show airs. So you know there would be secrets, and there would, people would want to watch it because they wouldn't know for sure how it ended. Um, so that, that's what I was going into it with, but nobody else knew that because I just asked you know the first part of the question. Uh, Clem says he would prefer keeping We Are Alive an audio drama, even if it was 100% that a TV station or producer would allow the production of the four seasons of We Are Alive straight. I would not want to see how We Are Alive would look on TV. And C is in quotations. Uh, I think that one of the key uh, features making this audio drama so powerful and amazing is that it allows for a lot of imagination. The pictures I create in my head when listening to Michael, Saul, Peg, Scratch, Tardust, Bird, etc. are to what and how the main characters describe things cannot be matched by any TV or movie production possible. And with The Walking Dead out there on TV, I think the zombie genre has a masterpiece on that channel. I'm not so certain if We're Alive could create such an amazing audience and fandom with a TV product like what it has with the official We're Alive fan community. Okay, yeah, that's a that's a good take. The theater of the mind is very powerful, for sure. I really like Clem's answer. Yeah, it's a really good one. He so, thought about this for a minute.
2: Yeah.
0: See, uh, Chris Eads says, going to have to say, two. Yep, so just
1: finish the audio drama.
0: And uh, John Gregory Karst says, two. <laughs> finish the audio drama to Wilson says, oh, Car! Oh, yeah, I can't do that. Yeah. <laughs> <Can>! Car!
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: That's what I thought you were going to say at first. That's where my mouth went, but not my brain. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that's the most family-friendly explicit... Ex- Explicitive? Expl- expletive. Expletive. Golly, I can't talk that I could think of to show my frustration at making this kind of choice. Kind of like watching a movie before you finish reading the book. Sorry. <laughs> well,
1: it's okay. It's late for you over there.
0: Let's see. Watching a movie before you finish reading the book. I'd rather continue with the audio drama. Casey paints a good enough picture through sound.
1: He does, indeed. Uh, Elaine Moyes, Moyes uh, number two, loves the audio drama. <laughs> Sorry, I'm a, I am ai still have sophomore humor. I said number two and it made me laugh. <laughs> <Golly>. <laughs> I sort of said two because she wrote two. She didn't write number two. Uh, Chris Westerman, to me I have thought about this a lot and my answer is half of two and half of a little of my own. I would want two because knowing Casey, he has something that might consist of side stories that would be awesome. Like the boat park earlier on, that ha- I think he meant boat. His uh, his autocorrect gets him sometimes. Uh, like the boat part earlier on or everything that happened on, at Dunbar up to the attack. Yet I would love for an animated version so you would be able to take audio records and just use them. Uh, this way, you don't ha- make a live-action TV show and change so much because of budget limitations or people that need to look like the character but don't sound like the voices And We Are Live we love now. Yeah. What's I would spit on it. I think a great and seemingly no-brainer for any network out there would be adapt a uh, animated version with the stuff you already have. That would be awesome. Of course, paying uh, royalties or whatever it would be to the actors that did the work originally, but still, that's yeah, that makes too much sense to me.
0: See, uh, Jill or Jilly <laughs> says. Hi guys, it's Julie Bean. I definitely want to finish this as an audio drama. I think that it I think that's what makes it so special. I can't wait to leave work so I can listen to today's episode, and we'll tune in to hear your comments on the podcast. Hey, thanks Julie Bean, and thanks for the iTunes review last week. See uh Jordan Youngers, finish it in the medium it started. It's perfect as is. Plus I'm not waiting four more years to find out what happens. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I right can there understand with
0: you,
1: that. buddy. <laughs> uh, Christopher Price says definitely too. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Very good point. Yeah. You know, there used to be this really cheesy joke we used to make back in the day. Yeah.
0: If if it ain't baroque, don't fix it. You know, like the baroque era. Right. I've yeah. heard
1: that. Okay. Vienna, <laughs> <laughs> Austria. Uh, missed you the last show or two. It seems like uh, we'll make it unanimous for now. Two, definitely two. I know. I don't think anybody said one. And Jamie Bates says, after today's podcast, finish it. <laughs> Seriously? I couldn't understand that. Uh, See,
0: Craig Woodland says, and to the answer of the question of the week, finish it off as is. Audio rules.
1: <laughs> and, Slater. Oh, I'm sorry. I bet stole it from you. You about stole it from
0: me? Do you want to steal it from me?
1: No. I th- actually I I didn't see anything after Jamie Bates for some reason but I see it now. That's why I almost okay. started talking.
0: Slaterific says finish it as an audio drama. I want to know how this all wraps up. These last few chapters are going to be great. <laughs> oh yes. I I couldn't see doing it as a movie or yeah. a television show. Adapting it later as a animation, I could yeah, that that would be pretty cool.
1: Yeah, um, my answer is, it's. I would love, I, I could wait, and uh, honestly, the theory part of it would be a lot of fun if it did get picked up by a big network and we had to wait years. The theory part of it for us and the, the community that's been listening to it as an audio drama, it'd be a lot of fun. And it, plus, it would be fun to see everybody else's reactions to the things that happen along the way but especially if like HBO or somebody that can really do uh good TV. high budget. Right. Cause I don't, I don't think you can do it in a movie and even mm. in a trilogy. I'm not sure you could get everything you would want in there, mm. but, uh, but I'm not saying don't do it. I mean, <laughs> if somebody wants to make a trilogy give it your best shot. Of course, Casey's got to bless it, but that would be great. And for our new question of the week, do you want to do this one, Redbeard? (laughs) With the subtitle of this episode being
0: First Life, Then, we want you to come up with your own conclusion or your own little bit to finish us off. So I said First Life,
1: Then, Cookies. I want you to come up with your own then. Yes. Sounds like a First Life, Then... The rest. <laughs> when you die, we'll take care of it. Sounds like life insurance. Yes. All right, on to a listener mail, tweets, Facebook posts, and we have a voicemail. So let me go ahead and play this real quick. And uh, i got to queue it up and do the magical part where I can play it into the Skype call.
3: Hey guys, it's Tony Hind 86 from the forum and also from the Twitter. Just thought I'd call in with my contribution to the events of Chapter 44.3. Basically, all I can say is, wow. I think we all kind of expected Datu to meet his maker, but for Lizzie to also meet a similar fate, I don't think anybody was expecting that to happen. We kind of knew that someone was going to die, but Lizzie, nah I don't think anybody expected that. So that was quite a surprise for everybody. One point I did want to raise, though, was something that Victor mentioned about the Little Ones, the experiments that Ink is doing. So he kind of guessed that maybe Ink's doing something a little bit different with the Little Ones, and it got me thinking about Doomsday, the, the Trehemoth, as people on the forum are now mentioning him as. <laughs> Obviously, it looks like he's doing something with the the big ones, so it's kind of safe to assume that he's also doing something different with the little ones. It sounded like a little bit of a subtle hint to me, but uh, I still believe that Victor was spot on with his prediction. Apart from that, the episode itself, probably one of the, the better chapters that we've seen a long time. I mean, just absolutely incredible work by Casey and all the cast and crew involved. So that's basically my contribution at the moment. Keep up the good work, guys. I know we're coming to the end, and if we keep getting surprised like this, then we're in for one hell of a ride. All right. Cheers, guys.
1: And cheers, Tony. Thank you for that. That was awesome. That was. and.
0: Some good feedback,
1: some good points, I mean, really, uh the Trehemoth. <laughs> <laughs> I love it, and so he was saying that we're they're doing some new stuff with behemoths and maybe doing some new stuff with little ones, and i think and my take is that I think it's one of the same as he's doing the hybrid like we're talking about I think, not, a, I think it's, it's not a good
0: possibility i I don't think you I don't know i. My first notion is that it's not going to be as big as a behemoth, that whatever is outside of the, the hospital was, is dead now, but was another experiment. Right. Not
1: necessarily what
0: he's working on now.
1: Something along, a stepping stone to his final product? Yeah. Cool. Uh, let's see, what else did he have for us in that? Oh yeah, he mentioned it. You know, if we're in for more surprises like this, because this came out of nowhere for me. It was kind of like a blindside. Uh, I I would look forward to that. I, I want to hear more of this, more of what we're not expecting. And I, I kind of, I'm, I'm still holding out hope for a twist ending that's still good. You know, a, a happy ending, because that's what I want. But to be, you know, some kind of twist at the end. I always look for that as well. Not not a gotcha type thing, but something that has been there the whole time. We just didn't see it. Yeah. Not a trick the audience type deal. And thanks again for that. Uh, for sending sending that in. Anybody else wants to send in a voicemail? All you've got to do, you can record it on your smartphone, iPod, whatever, uh, computer, and send that into We're Live at micred.com, or you can call the number, which is four two four live eighty. That's what I thought it was, but I've heard it so many times, I can't remember if it's that one or somebody else's number. So yeah, 424 Live 80, very good. Also, we got mail from Frankie Barra. He says, oh boy, as a comic relief, I wish we'd heard the behemoth splatter on the ground just to give it a little bit of a break. <laughs>
2: oh yes,
1: that would have been awesome. <laughs> what a chapter ending this was. Oddly, we did not hear Datu die, die all the way like we... Oh, I'm sorry. Oddly, we did not hear Datu die, die all the way like we hear her hit the floor of the plane as she goes limp. And hope save the day. Guess you are your name after all.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Thanks, Frank. We needed that. <laughs> um, yeah, a little blood splatter, blood splatter wouldn't have been too bad. He would have been crunchy, that's for sure. A little cartoon sound. Yeah, he definitely had a... Uh, <laughs> a candy shell? Yeah, a candy shell. I was trying to think of a different advertising term that Carlin would have used. Hardy. <laughs> There's a term. <laughs> Tony Hind, a nerd is the word, who had that voicemail, said he's six minutes in and he's already adopting the Doomsday reference in future. And that's I from get- last week. Sorry about that. I kind of grabbed that a little bit late.
0: And and he did mention it in his voicemail, too, so that's good. He did. So, okay, Craig Woodland says Great show, as always. Thanks for the mention. No mention of Scratch so far. Could be the one to snatch,
1: save the baby. (laughs) Michael Patterson says uh, a five for sure. Rest in peace, Datu and Lizzie. Wait a minute. Lizzie equals Blair. OMG. (laughs) Wayland prod just killed his wife. Hashtag call 911. (laughs) That's awesome. (laughs) It is. Uh, Regan says, uh, all I can say is, bleep you, Casey Wayland. Is it dusty in here? I'm been chopping onions. I would classify this episode as a two-for-one bummer. <laughs> Good to see you again, Regan. Yeah. See, Trial and error
0: on Twitter it says, my reaction is just lots and lots of tears and awe at the amazing acting. What is QOTW? Question of the week. Oh yeah,
1: question of the week: Who will get to the colony first, Scratch or Ink? Good question. Um, let me copy and paste that out of there and throw it up there because we've got a couple weeks. So I can throw this one out on Facebook. I'm gonna guess Scratch. I think we're saving Ink for the the finale. Hmm. Very
0: interesting. That is. I I think I think once she uh, Scratch finds out about the baby being born, it's gonna stop her in her tracks. Yeah. It's kind of her soft
1: spot. Okay, Adam says, holy... (laughs) schnikes!" Yeah. Wayland prod, that totally blindsided me. Right until now, I was convinced Lizzie would make it. We need more life, less death. Man, I don't entirely know how to even react to that. Well, you just enjoy yourself up there and go grab yourself a bag of milk. And ride your moose on down (laughs) a bag of milk to the maple syrup lodge. (laughs) Yes, on the Twitch feed, some somebody asked him, "Is it true you'll have bags of milk in Canada?" (laughs) He said yes. He said mostly old people get (laughs) them. Mostly old people. He said his grandparents get them.
0: Oh, Adam,
1: you're Adam, you're awesome, man. The Haventon Wilson says, so uh things could have been a lot worse if they were trapped in the top of the hospital with no way to get to safety. Yeah, I guess it could have been like uh, the driving range for that freaking Trehemith doomsday character. <laughs> Cough pegs! <clears> That's <throat> is is what he writes. Also, Lizzie died before we even knew it. Literally, I felt like I was watching the scene through Saul's eyes. He was fighting to save her while Tanya inexplicably stopped, only to be told that she was already gone. Saul's thoughts were, this is not real, and mine were, when did this happen? When Saul talks to himself in the third person, saying, Saul, wake up, it was reminiscent reminiscent of Datu telling himself to look away, Datu, when Samantha was dragged away to the center of the arena. Casey knows how to link strong emotional scenes.
0: Heck yeah, he does. He does. He does.
1: Dare I it's say, strong, genius? Emotional dream sequences. King Friday says, "Ugh, what an episode." Mm-hmm. Kidding about the dream sequences. Nobody.
0: No, no, think no. that. <laughs> Jason uh, Jason and said, "Oh my God, two of my favorite characters killed off. I'm now depressed." Heck yeah, man! This is totally throwing me off my game. Yeah, it was tough.
1: Luckily, you guys helped bring it up some. Mark Davis Jr. says, Yeah, this episode was a serious tearjerker. I work out on the river. I'm on a boat, trying not to tear up. Look at the bright side. You're on a boat? I'm on a boat! Yes. I never thought I'd be on a boat. <laughs> Deanna says, Do not listen to this episode at work. Just a tip. Deanna... I'm
0: glad you're back on the forum, or back on the Facebook page contributing. I was wondering what happened to you. Yes. Yeah. that They were sick there for a while. I don't know if that was it or what. I hope you guys are doing okay. I was listening to this on a plane, so yeah, I could see how that could be a problem. I'm sure Mm -hmm. some people... I mean, it probably read in my face that I was choked up. They couldn't see your face.
1: Got that beard action.
0: It was hidden behind a beard. Another reason for a man to have a beard. Wipe
1: your tears with your beard.
0: (laughs) Nobody wants to see man tears. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so uh, Matt Sawyer says, uh, This is the first episode ever where I have struggled to listen to the whole thing.
1: I very nearly quit.
0: Oof. It was
1: tough. But you would have had to come back and do it again. Just rip it off like a band-aid. Cause we we
0: we know what you say to to Casey. I just can't quit you. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of I just can't quit you, who was that on Twitter that <laughs> changed their profile pic to a painting of Brokeback Mountain? I
1: don't know. I didn't. Was it somebody related to Weir? Yes, Life? yes. I saw, I saw that a i I'm gonna look
0: it. it up. It was so funny. Here, yeah, it was Doofus Monkey.
2: Oh, wait, it was him. Mm-hmm.
0: Oh, I was Doofus monkey.
2: Huh?
0: Okay. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Doofus monkey. That was freaking hilarious. Okay, we got one more in the feedback to wrap this up, and it's yours.
1: All right, Matthew Lemoz says, "Yeah, seriously, I live in Southern California, not far from where We're Alive takes place, and it got really hot today. Towards the end of the episode, I was, towards the end of the episode, I was really cold." My boss even asked me if I was okay. I didn't realize how red and heavy my eyes got. Listen to Deanna. Don't listen to this one at work. Yeah, this is this is a really good episode. And really bad at the same time.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: It was. It was. And hopefully this, this is a big April Fool's joke. Lizzie and Datu are still okay. But no, they're not. They're gone. Okay. They're gone. I've got to accept it. Well. Well, we're going to I'm going
0: to try to line up a an, an interview for us so we can have something to put yeah. out during the uh break. But regardless, hang in there. Hopefully we'll have a more upbeat episode or at least some
1: you know visions episodes
0: coming right. up soon.
1: Yeah, if you don't hear from uh us between now and then, we'll definitely be back in 2 weeks covering the next We're Alive well, we hope to get something else out in between now and then definitely alright man alright well thanks we don't get to talk about this tomorrow at work cause you're out of town yep thanks for listening to the We're Alive fancast if you would like to send feedback to the show you can email us at we're alive at and we will read your mail on the show. We want to know what you think about We're Alive each week.
0: Tweet us or email us your theories and reactions to that week's show. You can tweet us at at WAFancast.
1: Visit our website at mickred.com. Mickred is always spelled M-I-C-K-R-E-D. You can find the We're Alive Fancast on Facebook. Just search We're
0: Alive Fancast.
1: Special thanks to Kevin McLeod for letting us use his song "Ghost Apocalypse" in this podcast. This has been a Mick Red production. Thank you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so um, not so
0: um. I keep saying so um. <laughs> golly,
1: let's fill the space with sounds. Uh, if I sound bitter, it's only because I am.